I mean, congrats. I could have told you it would have sold, though. It feels like real people when a lot of the Sundance films here. If you are a creative in the entertainment industry looking for inspiration and practical ideas about how to take the next steps in your career, you are in the right place. My name is Rebecca Doyle and I work in film and television in Los Angeles. I learned so much from the ups and downs of the talented, innovative people surrounding me and I want to share those insights with you. Join in every other week to hear the break-in stories of people who overcame challenges and found unconventional avenues to pursue their dream careers in an industry that has no set path. Welcome to another special episode of No Set Path. This time I'm taking you to the Sundance Film Festival to Main Street and talking to various people about their experience. First things first, shout out to the Moving Picture Institute who took me all expense paid to this year's Sundance Film Festival as part of their Rising Filmmaker program. They are an absolutely incredible organization and I'm so grateful that they were able to share this experience with me. It was a wonderful time getting to know other MPI filmmakers, meeting other people at the festival, seeing some amazing films, eating some good food and just drinking in the atmosphere. And in between running around to all of those activities. I just took 90 minutes, set up on Main Street and asked people to tell me about their experience at the festival. And I am so glad that I did. This was such a special activity getting to meet people. It was just such a wide variety. I got to talk to people who had films at Sundance, people who had films at Slamdance, people who were panelists with really established directing careers in comedy who flew in to be on that panel at Sundance, film lovers, film fans, people that were there to support their filmmaker friends, a staff member at Sundance. It was just really incredible. The atmosphere on the festival is already so amazing because everyone is so passionate. And so I'm so happy that I get to share the individual paths of these creative souls with you. So let's jump into the episode. First, I got to speak to Guri Nebi, the producer of the Sundance 2024 selection, Handling the Undead. Well, my name is Guri Nebi and we are Park City and at the Sundance Festival. And what brought you to Sundance? Uh, we're premiering our film here. Well, we did on Saturday. So tell me about your film and how the premiere went. It was such a great experience. It's called Handling the Undead, and it was a uh, really great experience the screening at the library. And uh, we were amazed by it and the welcoming we had. And uh, we come all the way from Norway. So it's in the world competition, and uh, it's been just great. Is this your first time at Sundance? Yeah, first time. Has anything been unexpected? Unexpectedly really great. (laughs) Have you seen any other films while you're here? Yeah, I watched the other Norwegian called Iblin and uh, I was queuing up for some but uh, didn't make it. So uh, I'm hoping to get one tonight but I'm not sure if you're going to make that because everything is full here now. What what was your role on the film that you had here? I'm a producer. And how did you get your first break in producing? Well, I've been doing this for many, many years. So, uh, but this is our first big like festival uh, so uh, my role well I've been doing this in school so and I'm 54 so it's been a while so right out of school what, what was your first step that you took no I've been doing quite a lot of commercials and music videos and shorts so that's kind of how I built my career and what drew you to this project well it's a great IP it's a Swedish uh, writer called Jon Eivide Lindqvist who also did Letter Write One In and border so we got this script and we have this amazing uh, director this is her first like first time director she, her name is Tia Wissendal 
And then we also attached Renate Reinsve, which is kind of the coolest woman on earth. A uh, great actress and a guy called Anders Danielsen Lee, who were both in Worst Person in the World. So that's, uh, that's it. And what would be your advice to young filmmakers who are at the festival and would love to have a film here someday? Well, watch a lot of film and uh, be, uh, talk to people and try your best and be hardworking and humble. That's the same thing. Where can people keep up with your work online and eventually see the film? Well, it's Neon Bought the Right, so it's going to be in the theatres in the US, I hope, very soon. And uh, yeah, my uh, company called Inner Film, so, but it's a Norwegian company, so yeah. Are you guys on Instagram or anything? Oh yeah, Inner Film. And congrats on the Neon acquisition, that's amazing. Yeah, that was great. That was actually the final steps for kind of getting the green light. So they bought it on like before coming here. So that was great. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy. Thank you. Next, I got to speak to Ken Whittingham, a director and panelist at the Sundance Film Festival. His credits include Abbott Elementary, Parks and Recreation, and Blackish. Here's Ken. My name is Ken Whittingham, and I'm here in Park City, Utah. And what brought you to the Sundance Film Festival this year? Which panel were you on? I was on a panel sponsored by Erica Nicole Malone, and I'm here to talk about comedy, TV comedy. And you have quite an illustrious career in TV comedy. Can you give us the rundown? Sure. Currently, I'm doing Abbott Elementary, a show called Bookie. I've done shows like Modern Family, Scrubs, 30 Rock, and The Office. Can you give us any previews of what to expect with Abbott Elementary? Don't know yet. I do my first episode next month. I think it starts airing next week, and it promises to be a great season. Are you seeing anything while you're here at the festival? Yes, I saw a documentary this morning about Luther Vandross called Never Too Much, and I saw a documentary yesterday called The Greatest Night in Pop. Yeah. And what have your thoughts on the films been so far? I've loved both films. They've both been amazing, and I'm really glad I got to see a couple of them. Are you seeing any comedies while you're here? No, I'm going to leave in a couple hours on my way out. So I just really came up for the panel. There's obviously a lot of aspiring filmmakers here at Sundance. What would your advice be to someone that's starting out and interested in pursuing a career in directing TV comedy? I would just say uh, understand comedy, um, be a student of it, uh, and just be, um, you maybe start off, you might have to start off at the bottom and work your way up, but use it as a, as a learning experience in whatever job you have. And then when you get to the job that you want to, whatever you want to pursue, you'll be great at it because you, you've just taken the time to study it. What was the what was the thing that got you your first break? My first break in comedy and directing? Yeah, and directing comedy. My first job was uh, a show called Malcolm and Eddie, and I was a stage manager on the show. And uh, I was such a good stage manager, uh, I threatened to leave, and they gave me a shot to direct to, to make me stay. And so that's the way I got in. So there's so many different ways to get in uh, to get your first break, and that was just fine. Were there any times that you found it difficult to persevere in this industry and what got you through those times? Uh, I think just faith, you know, just I think just there were some times where things were a little slow, but I think if you just really believe in yourself and just stay true to what you what you your instincts are, you will prevail. Where can people find your work or keep up with you online? I think if you go IMDB me and see Ken Whittingham or um, I think that's probably the best way IMDB. Thank you so much and safe travels home. Thank, thank you very much. Next, I got to speak with Sarah Lasley, director and writer, and Brenna Pellucci, co-writer and actress of the film Welcome to the Enclave, a Slam Dance official selection 2024. My name is Brenna Pellucci and we are in Park City, Utah. Yeah, Sarah Lasley here for Slam Dance. So, yeah. 
And what is the film that you had at Slamdance? It's called Welcome to the Enclave, and I'm an actor and co-writer in it, and Sarah is the director. Yeah, we screened this morning in the Experimental Shorts block, so it's been fun. How was the reception? I think very positive. I felt very um, positive vibes and specific feedback from everyone. It was really loving. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And we were kind of surprised because like experimental film at 10 a.m. is on a Monday can be a challenge. (laughs) um, But people were really into it. We got a lot of uh, made some contacts. And yeah, I don't know. You never know what to expect, right? We're just kind of here and just trying to be ourselves and see if people like the art. So we were happy yeah. that they did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you said this is your first time in uh, Park City during this time of year. How has the experience been so far? I maybe have been feeling a little more relaxed because <laughs> there's not as much for me to do as for her. So for me, it's been lovely to be in the fresh air and the snow. I'm from New Hampshire, so I'm just really enjoying the touristy vibe and the local vibe and the the fresh air. I live in Brooklyn, so we don't get a lot of that there. Yeah, and I guess, I mean, it's it's exciting. It's, like, such an honor to be here. Um, it's just a little overwhelming because you're trying to, like, maximize your time, and, you know, the slam dance people are great. They're really supportive, but they send you, like, a lot of nudges for how to put yourself out there, and it's, like, you put so much into the art, and you're, like, exhausted, and then you're, like, wait, now I have to go promote it, <laughs> you know, because we, we don't have... I have a friend who did publicity for us, but we didn't hire a PR team, so it's a lot of, like, hustling, and, you know, I'm just, like, a little old and tired, um, <laughs> but it's been great. We Last night, Got to, I went to the Vimeo staff pick party and got to the opening night party, met some people, and we did a podcast uh, with this, this podcast called Bitch Talk. It um, was so fun. <laughs> yeah. So we've gotten to, like, connect with, like, really great people, and that's, like, you kind of, you know, you can't ask for more than that. That's about as good as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously it's a huge achievement to get into Slam Dance. Congratulations. What was your journey to get here? Yeah. So, you know, we've been collaborating for about 17 years and I know, and um, a lot of like art projects, theater projects. She runs a theater company called Virago. I've made a number of art films. And in the last couple of years, I've started submitting not so much into galleries and museums, but into film festivals. And this film, very surprising actually, like has hit like a lot of huge festivals. And I would never have had the audacity to even apply to Slam Dance. And then I was like, I'm just gonna do it. So when I got it, I was like screaming and running around the parking lot being like, is someone punking me? This is crazy. (laughs) So that's why it's a really big deal for us to get here after like a long path of like experimental work to kind of be seen as like, um, you know, it's like a real film. Yeah. It's a real film. (laughs) (laughs) And what was your path getting here career-wise, like as an actress, as a director, right? Yeah, Yeah. we're both college professors too. Yeah. 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 So I don't know, do you want to... Well, yeah, it's, you know, I have a commercial career as an actor, but it is unbelievably satisfying to be working with someone who understands me as an actor, understands me as an artist, understands me so well. And I just am really almost moved to tears that (laughs) it just feels so good that there's someone out there whose work I respect so much, which is Sarah Lasley's. And she understands what I can do. And then she uses me to the best of my abilities and stretches me. And I'm just so grateful nah. for you. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> yeah, and I, so I have an art degree. I did like um, kind of the gallery installation path before landing in like film firmly. Yeah, I, animator. I worked commercially for a while as well. Kind of pivoted to teaching full time. So I teach film at Cal Poly Humboldt 
It's really fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then again, being able to come to Slam Dance for something yeah. that just the two of us made for like a couple yeah. thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, versus like. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so the film is built in a video game engine. So we uh, built it in uh, Unity. And during the pandemic, the only budget was traveling to be able to shoot in the same place because she's on the East Coast and I'm on the West Coast. And so, you know, it was a really scrappy operation over three years of uh, kind of meticulously putting in our own blood, sweat, and tears. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a small project. And then it got this big arena, which is really exciting. What was your first break into the industry in directing and acting? Oh, I mean, I think I've been in SAG since like 2006. So I was that SAG SAG card project. Um, <laughs> oh, it was the first SAG contract for an inter for a at the time it wasn't called a web series. It was called yeah, it was a new media contract for um, a show called Naked in a Fishbowl. And then, yeah, I've done a lot of the, the New York television shows, like High Maintenance and other two, and the, all those fun New Yorky shows. We met at uh, grad school. I was going for acting, and she had just graduated the art department, painting yeah. art, art department. So that's how we met. Yeah, she. Uh, we, we went to Yale, and like my thesis project, she choreographed. And then we just kept working together yeah. since then. Like, so I didn't know her when she choreographed my first film. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, wow, we have <laughs> similar <a> tastes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I guess, I don't know, I'm, I, I had a real, like, sort of boom uh, over COVID with a project called How I Choose to Spend the Remainder of My Birthing Years, <laughs> um, where I removed baby from the love scene of Dirty Dancing and put myself in it. Um, so it was like a little six minute short that like got a surprising amount of traction. And that's when I was like, maybe I should just do film and fuck the art world, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Which in my mind, that is the case, but yeah. I guess I, yeah. It took me admitting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to like come to terms and be like, no, I'm just gonna do film. I don't, I don't need to make gallery work anymore, so yeah. What would you say to someone maybe starting out in your shoes, maybe graduating Gale or, you know, another college? Yeah, I should also say that like, you know, neither of us come from like a privileged upbringing. So yeah. it was also like, I shot my shot with Yale many times. I applied more than once and was just oh, like, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And, uh, you know, the first person in my family to go to college. So it was like not, you know, that was like a really overwhelming experience. And I don't, yeah. it, it does help a lot. Like when you have these like institutional connections, but it hasn't given us any kind of pathway, you know, to like, um, a conventional career and so my advice is always just keep making work and like make it for yourself and make it for your friends make it with your friends but just don't stop making work because I've been making projects mm -hmm. now for like you know 18 years and you know I've never had a budget like it's yeah. it's just a labor of love but I fall more in love with it every day and then I think that starts to show up you know yeah I'm also did we ever talk about that I'm also the first person in my um, family to uh, go to college and graduate and all that. Yeah, I agree. Just keep making work and find the people that you are really challenged by and love working with. And then, yeah, you might not always get paid and you have to you have to patchwork your life together. But yeah, it, it, it pays off to invest in the artistic relationships and like whatever it is you want to make, even if you're making it on with no budget on the weekends. The reason why it took three years is we have other jobs and, you yeah. know, that's when we could figure out being together. Yeah. So, yeah, just keep at it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last two questions. Are you seeing anything else while you're here? Have you seen anything that you loved? Yeah, I really loved the um, narrative short block that we saw. There was a, a, sh 
um, short block one. Short block one. It's yeah, nice. with yeah. disillusion and invasive species. Both of those really spoke to me. Yeah. Was that the what ordinary else? forms? Was that the complex, complex forms? forms? Yes. Yeah, so we saw oh. a feature um, by a guy named Fabio called the Complex Forms at Slam Dance, and he was also someone who made this feature with like almost no budget. He did all the visual effects himself. It was a three-person crew, him and two women, and it's his first feature film, and it was fantastic. I, I it might be like the some of the best visual effects I've ever seen in yeah. my life. Yeah, he did all by himself. All by himself. Yeah, you know. So yeah, so everything we've seen is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just now kind of getting settled. Our screening was this morning. So it's like, okay, what do we yeah. want to see let's, now, let's right? Let's like, walk, where do we want to go? Let's walk down Main Street. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Where can people both keep up with you guys online and your work and see the film eventually? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at uh, Sarah underscore Lasley. You can also find me on at SarahLasley.com. There's a link to the trailer there. If you email me, I'll send you a screener. But yeah, all of my work and a lot of my apprentice work uh, um, or all of my and Brenna's work is on the website as well. I'm also on Instagram. I'm Brenna underscore underscore pal, P-A-L. I have a couple of websites. They're on my Instagram bio. Okay, yeah. So check it out. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thank, Thank you so, so much. much. Next, I got to speak with Lindsay Compton, a member of the Sundance staff. Hi, I'm Lindsay Compton, and we are in Park City, Utah, for the Sundance Film Festival. And where did you fly into Sundance from? Um, I'm from Nashville originally, so flew into Salt Lake, took the shuttle up here. I've been here since last Monday. And what brought you to Sundance this year? I'm with the Sundance staff this year. I, I'm uh, on the box office and ticketing team, so here to kind of enjoy the atmosphere and work at the same time. Is this your first time at Sundance? It is, actually. Wow. Okay, what tips do you have for people who are going to come for the first time in the future? I would say make your schedule ahead of time. Do your research on the partner events. So like coming into it, knowing which films you want to see, when you want to see them. Get ready for the ticket drops as soon as they happen because it's kind of out of the blue. And do your research on the partner events because there's so much free stuff all up down Main Street. And if you don't know what you're here for, you don't get on lists, it's not as fun of a time. Have you seen any films that you absolutely loved so far? I saw the premiere of A Real Pain directed by Jesse Eisenberg, which was really good. And I saw Winner yesterday, which is also pretty good too. A Real Pain has big news out of Sundance today, is that right? It just sold for 10 million. I mean, congrats Jesse Eisenberg. I could have I could have told you it would have sold though. Why is that? What did you love about it? It's just the comedy is so raw and their performances are so authentic. It's kind of refreshing. Like it feels like real people when a lot of the Sundance films here you can kind of feel that it's a film. It feels like there's a piece of Jesse Eisenberg in it. Mm -hmm. And for someone who would want to maybe work for the Sundance Festival one day like you do, what would you recommend to them? I would say get started at your local festivals. So I did some time at an Arkansas festival. I did some time at the Nashville Film Festival, and now I'm here. So even if it's just volunteering, if you're interning, getting on staff, get involved in the film scene in your community and whatever festival is near you. Uh, what kind of films are you generally into? Oh, mostly dramas. I love, my favorite genre of all time is dark comedy. So, I mean, Jesse Eisenberg has the comedy. I'm yet to see a dark comedy here, but I, I know it's on the horizon. What's one of your favorite dark comedies? Heathers. Oh, yeah. great pick. Heather's is my number four favorite, no, number three favorite film of all time. So good. 
yeah. So having worked at other festivals, obviously there's a, a huge difference in scope from Sundance to say the Nashville Film Festival, but I'm sure you know you get to connect with a lot of artists too. What are some of the similarities and differences that you've seen along the way? I think differences, obviously smaller film festivals, there's not as much walking, so be prepared to walk. Um, and the films are a lot more low budget, more indie. So coming to Sundance, you're gonna see a lot of films that'll be picked up and will be kind of in the in the award circuit and the festival circuit for the upcoming year. But something that's the same along the way is that everyone is like so passionate and everyone wants to talk about their favorite movies, what they've seen, what they've done here. And I just, I love connecting with people. Like it's really refreshing, especially just like in the middle of Utah. It's kind of crazy that this exists. Yeah. <laughs> if people want to connect with you online, do you have like a public Instagram or anything? Yeah. Um, my Instagram is L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-Y-C-O-M-P-T-O-N, so that's Lindsay Compton with two Ys. Also, follow me on Letterboxd. It's at L-Comp, L-C-O-M-P. Right, yeah, I can't wait to see what movies you're checking out. Yeah, I hope you have a great rest of the festival. Hope you check out some awesome things, too. Next, I got to speak to Chris J. Alex, a filmmaker whose film wasn't at Sundance, but who came to Sundance to promote his film, enjoy the atmosphere, and meet other filmmakers. Here's Chris. My name is Chris J. Alex, and we are at Sundance. And where did you fly into Park City from? I drove from L.A. because I am that dedicated. Wow. How long was the drive? You know what? Um, About 10 hours, if you adhere to the laws, I can get here in nine. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we'll keep it on the down low. Yeah. Uh, are you a filmmaker? I am. Yes, I made my first film called Kick the Girl, and I'm promoting it, and I wanted to be around other filmmakers and just kind of feel feel that energy. Do you feel the energy? Do feel I do. It's I do. very palpable. So that's why I came here to just get rejuvenated after making a big old film and coming here with, with people with similar ideals and energy. That's what I came for. Well, congratulations on finishing your film. Were you the director? I am. And I was also starred in the film. Um, so I wrote it, directed it, and produced it. Um, not because I'm an egomaniac, it's because I didn't have the money to pay for all those other things. So I just had to do a bunch of stuff. Yeah, so what's your advice to someone who feels, you know, limited in financial resources and getting that first film made? Do it. Do it no matter what. Uh, one, uh, if you can save money, put it towards post. Put it towards post. Because um, you don't want to call in favors on post because that's what ultimately will keep your movie on the shelf for a very, very, very long time. And even if your friends are going to give you a favor, Normally, if they're competent, they will be working and they're going to get a job. So then your thing will go on the shelf. So I would say uh, one is save money for posts. And if you don't have money, just go. You don't have enough money anyway. Um, so just shoot. Don't wait. Every movie needs a champion, meaning um, once you roll frame one, have contingencies in place to do whatever you can to see it to the end. You know, even if an actor leaves or something goes or, you know, someone becomes unavailable, write your way out of it, out of it. But just know going into it, you're going to finish no matter what, be it with uh, with body doubles or over the shoulders or writing someone out. Just be prepared to 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 finish the film. What was your start in directing and acting? 
Uh, I would say I've, I've always wanted to make a film. I've, I've always tried to make stuff on short form content. And then I tried a couple of times to make a film. It didn't work. Um, and then luckily this time we, well, not luckily, but I mean, I guess the silver lining with the pandemic was I didn't have to compete with other productions for talent because no one could do anything anyway. So it was like, okay, we have a small window. We are going. And that's what happened. We went. Have you seen any films of the festival so far that you loved? Um, I, you know, I didn't see any any films. I literally got here probably like today, but I saw one short. Or it was it was a short form content of a long form film that was really cool, uh, and that was about like environmental awareness, and that was very cool. But yeah, I, I did see a film that was about environmental awareness, and I felt bad because you know I went to the. I used up all the plastic bottles of shampoo in my hotel room because I do that all the time because I'm, I'm fancy. So I need to use all the shampoo at every sitting. So uh, I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. I'm so the film inspired you to lose, use less mini shampoo bottles? Well, yeah, just, just to be a little bit more environmentally conscious and do what we can uh, where we can, and a little bit goes a long way. Awesome. Yeah. Um, what are your tips for someone who comes to Sundance for the first time? Bring a coat. And uh, whatever coat you have is not warm enough. Get another coat. Um, <laughs> How many layers are you wearing right now? <laughs> I am all layers. I'm actually 50 pounds and two foot tall. Uh, this is all clothing. <laughs> no, but it, it gets very chilly, especially at night. This year is not too bad. Last year, I went home early because I lived in California for quite a long time. I wasn't ready for it, but I would say, wear, yeah, bring, bring, bring stuff. Awesome. Um, where can people keep up with you and your film online? Uh, Tubi. Tubi. My film is the worst film in Sundance, but the best film on Tubi. So make sure you check it out. Get the girl on Tubi right now. Um, you can find me, Chris J. Alex. I'm on everything. But please, just watch the film. Get the girl on Tubi 2023. Awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Next, I spoke to Justin Novell, a filmmaker and employee of an agency who was there to enjoy the festival as an attendee. Yeah. Justin Nofell at Sundance Film Festival in Park City, Utah. And what brought you out to the festival today? Uh, I'm a filmmaker, uh, but also I work at a talent agency, so kind of the convergence of wanting to see how the business side works out here, but also from the creative side, meeting fellow filmmakers, seeing a lot of the films and kind of, you know, seeing what's going to be this coming year and next year's hot stuff. So what have you seen so far that you loved? Oh, God. Uh, I just got out of a screening of In the Summers, uh, which is fantastic, very emotional. Uh, last night, A24's A Different Man, which is kind of like a genre mix, uh, Sebastian Stan stars. Uh, that's a fascinating one, too. And uh, Ghost Light is another really powerful, powerful film as well Yeah, that I saw. So th those are three that I would like right off the bat throw out there. Do you like to make similar films in your own career? I'm a genre person, so I like to do like a, the multi-hyphenate, like the horror, drama, something else, like convergence of different drama or genres, like a melting pot of different things, but mostly horror genre. Yeah. And what, what do you do on the horror genre films that you work on? Write, produce, direct. Okay, so yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 the trifecta. <laughs> so what are you working on right now? Working on a short film project. Uh, we have a grant from the American uh, Society of Cinematographers and Ari Rental uh, that we are crowdfunding for starting next month on Seed and Spark. So, and that's that similar genre blend of different things. It's horror, but it's horror with a different spin on a love story. Yeah. So, you know, crowdfunding is obviously a really popular form of funding for indie film. What are your tips for someone who hasn't crowdfunded before? 
Uh, I would also like to know, because this is my first time <laughs> crowdfunding. <laughs> yeah, but that's, it's, crowdfunding is one of those things where you, I feel like you need to just do it at least once. You may only have one chance to do it. Uh, so I'm learning just as much as anyone who's wanting to crowdfund, but it's one of those things that if you're a filmmaker in this day and age, even if you don't want to, you will have to, and just kind of see where it goes and believe in your project, yourself, your team, and you know, other people will also be, other people will gravitate towards that as well. Yeah. And where did you come to Park City from? New York. Uh, okay, so this weather is just child's play for you then. Oh no, this is like, <laughs> I'm good. Like, <laughs> I don't have to worry about anything. Can you tell me a little bit about your path into entertainment and uh, maybe your first breaking into producing, writing, directing? Yeah, so I don't come from a entertainment family. I don't come from a background of, you know, I'm not in the Nepo sphere or whatever <laughs> people like to say. Um, so kind of just finding opportunities as they come in any form of the industry, whether it's getting on set, any sort of set, a music video, a short film, network TV, especially if you're in like New York, New York shoots a lot of network TV, any opportunity to get on a set, because once you're on a set, you can migrate from set into doing something more on the producing or agency side, which allows you to have, you know, FaceTime with people that get you know, everyone on set, on the ground, the producers, the, you know, the, the agents or the, the financiers, stuff like that. Um, and then from there, it's kind of just shaping your own path. You might think you want to be uh, a director, but in some people go into wardrobe or vice versa. So it's kind of just forging your own path and taking any opportunity you can to make sure that you get to where you want to be. Yeah. So it's your first time at Sundance. What are your tips for people that are going to go next year and it's going to be their first time? Make three versions of your schedule because version one will not happen. Version two might not happen. Version three might not happen. You think you know what you're going to do like every hour of every day and you just like end up going to different things, seeing different things that you didn't think you were going to see or replacing one event with another. So just like have a, have a broad idea of what you want to do and be open to everything because you never know like who's going to pull you to go into this screening or this party or whatever. And those are like the surprise opportunities to like meet or see different things are the that's been very key so far here and where can people keep up with you and your work online maybe find your seed and spark project all of the above uh you can follow me on instagram uh justin nofel k-n-o-e-p-f-e-l half the letters are useless in my name <laughs> on uh instagram website as well i have all that information up on there but uh yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. And last, but certainly not least, I got to speak to Desiree Breeze, a film lover who was there to attend the festival. Hi, my name is Desiree Breeze, and we are here at Park City for Sundance. And where are you from, Desiree? Um, I'm from Los Angeles, California. Is this your first time at Sundance? No, I was here in 2020 before COVID hit. So how do the experiences compare, 2024 and 2020? Um, definitely, um, everyone's really excited to be here because of just the lack of being able to go to the movies and ex like expressing themselves uh, through theater. So this is really exciting and just happy to be back here. Have you seen any movies so far? Yes, I've seen lots of movies and I love all of them. Uh, I've seen Love Me. I've seen Outrun. I've seen Girls Will Be Girls. All of them are really, really great. Love them so much. 
And you, you told me before we started the interview that you're a film lover, not a filmmaker. What, what do you do in your day to day and how do you feel connected to the films? Well, my fiance works in the industry. Uh, she works in the camera department. So I get to kind of get the inside scoop on a lot of filmmaking process. And it's just really wonderful. Everybody works super hard and it, it makes you really enjoy the experience that much more, just knowing how much effort and time and energy it's put into the film. So I really, really enjoy it. And who doesn't love movies? So if someone goes to Sundance next year, totally unprepared, especially from LA where it's significantly warmer, <laughs> what are your tips? Mm, dress accordingly, bring extra pairs of socks, and get ready to meet a lot of really fun people. Waiting in line is not not fun. It's actually fun because you get to meet really cool people. Um, and uh, just expect to have a lot of fun. Oh, and again, bring extra socks. <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Of course, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of No Set Path. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to rate it and share it with a friend, especially if you can think of someone who might benefit from the knowledge that was shared here today. You can keep up with the podcast on all social platforms at No Set Path Show or on the website at www.nosetpathshow.com. Thanks so much for being part of this community and we'll talk to you soon.